Don't fuck with cats. Don't do it. That's right. The Netflix documentary. Currently on Netflix. Oh, this one. (sighs) I'm passionate about this episode. (laughs) Uh, um, uh, And I I mean, I hate to say that because it's not like I want to get excited about this this topic or this documentary but um you know we we do these companion episodes to uh you know give a little insight into uh, our thoughts and to you know be relevant and you know timely when it comes to things that are just coming out and um you know maybe we'll inspire you to watch them or maybe inform you because it may be too sensitive for you that you don't want to and and this one in particular the don't fuck with cats netflix documentary was one I struggled with because it's hard for me to suggest it to people to watch because it's so disgusting. Yeah. What this person did. This guy's awful. I hate him. I hate him worse. So we'll give you a little context. Brittany and I just finished our Boston Strangler part one episode and then our Albert DeSalvo episode part two, which, you know, they, they tied to, they're the same episode more or less. Tie they together. tie together. I hate this guy 20,000 times more <laughs> than I hate Albert DeSalvo. He, uh, okay, so let's just get, let's just get started. Let's just jump right in. So it's currently on Netflix. Don't fuck with cats. It's by the same group that did the, my, my making, making a, murder. a murder. And then what was the other one that they did? Um, it was the Aaron, Aaron, Aaron no. Hernandez. Ma- no, well, no, no, evil did- genius, evil genius. Evil Genius and Got the make, m- Making a Murder were the same same group. Okay. I don't know what that means. Probably yeah, the same producers. Sure. Whatever. But I like it. I like the format of it. I like what Netflix is doing with this three-part, you know, sort of documentary style, or not style, yeah. documentaries that have an arc. Um, it's, it's really interesting. It is really interesting. And, okay, I don't know about you, but when I first saw it come up on Netflix, I thought, and I'll talk about this as we go, but... I thought it was a mockumentary. I did not think this was real. I, yeah, I really wasn't compelled to watch it. I, um, I was compelled just by the title, but only by the title. Yeah, I, you know, I have my own, I, oof. anywho, let's, <laughs> let's jump into the crimes, uh, you know, and then we'll talk a little bit about the documentary. So, um, essentially you've got a documentary that tells the story of a group of people who, you know, are self-admittedly computer nerds who are on Facebook watching and trolling and being inspired and losing themselves and blah, 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 blah. All those exciting things. All the reasons why Facebook is really popular. Mm-hmm. 
Somebody comes upon a video of a guy in a hoodie taking two kittens, putting them in a big vacuum bag, and sucking the air out of the vacuum bag while he is videotaping this. The, uh, the, uh, the video is called One Boy, Two Cats. Uh, the way that it's set up, and this is so true, is there are, there are unwritten internet rules. And one of those is that people love cat videos. Yes. I hate cats. I am deathly allergic to cats. <laughs> and you still like the videos? And I still love watching little kittens. They're adorable. Yes, I agree. So the, I, apparently this is rules that you yeah, don't fuck with cats. Exactly. Um, and so uh, it was like, oh, it's a cute another other cat video. I, yeah, I can't disagree. I think that's a good rule, number one. And I think if you started watching this video, you'd probably be like, oh, those are cute. Some dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it quickly, you know, falls apart when this person on camera sucks the air out of that bag. And, you know, it's clear. I mean, I haven't watched the whole video. I can't watch the video. No, I'm not interested it. in it. The people who talked about it on the documentary, uh, because essentially the people who were who the, the stars of the documentary per se, and we're talking through this whole, whole scenario were the people who were involved in, you know, sort of seeing these videos at first and then trying to help the police understand that there was a person who was doing this. And then the lack of response because nobody understood, you know, the jurisdiction and all the things that make internet crimes challenging. You know, you don't even know where these people are. So let's start there. Kittens in vacuum bag, air being sucked out, them being killed. Horrible. Horrifying. I'm embarrassed to think that I actually suggest this documentary to people, but it's worth it to get to the end. But the things that you see along the way are graphic and disgusting and um, really, really incite a lot of um, hate for a person who would do such a thing. And uh, this person was not afraid to do it on camera. Not and at then all. He was proud to do it yeah, on camera. He promoted it. So he threw it out there. Everybody responded, freaked out. We're going to kill you. It was like just internet outrage. Next, we have this same person. Uh, <laughs> he has another video. He has a video where now he's playing with the dead kittens. And... Um, I think that's all he did in that one was he played with the dead kittens. And then what else did he do? There, this might be a different video, but there was definitely a video where he also. Um, he taped a kitten. That's a different video. It is. OK, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead in this one. Then. So the, he followed up. He followed up with the video of. Um, oh, yes. Sorry. Kittens in the vacuum bag on camera, killing yep. them. Yep. Number two video was dead kittens. The same little kittens. He's petting right. them. The. He shoots a picture of them in the freezer or the fridge. And then now he takes a picture of himself with a live kitten and he pixelates his face and he puts it up on the Internet. And it's kind of like a catch me if you can. He's kind taunting of, people at this yes. point. Because now he's like he's owning that he's killed these cats. Yeah. Clearly me because here are my dead kittens and here are me with the live kittens showing you what I look like almost. Right. And actually you were just saying it and sorry I accidentally cut you off. 
But catch me if you can. He was alluding to that movie, that Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Catch Me If You Can. Absolutely. He liked to sort of, you know... He left breadcrumbs, little Easter eggs. Yes. He liked to tease people, really. He wanted people to find the clues. He wanted people to, um, you know, obviously get, get their attention and to have them chase him, which he successfully did. So, so we got two videos down, right? Now everybody's pissed off. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh-huh. I want to kill you. I mean, this guy, you know, <laughs> if, if, if and when they find him, they're going to lynch him. Whew. Yeah, so they pretty much did that on the internet anyway. So the next video is this same gentleman. Seems to be clear. Seemingly the same guy. Seems like he's, it's apparent he's a man. Or yeah. a, a, not a woman, put it that way. Um, he... <sighs> he has taped a cat to a broomstick and he is taking that cat on that broomstick and he is sticking it in a bathtub of water and he is shooting himself drowning the cat. Yep. Once again, my stomach just pretty much flip flop in my belly and I'm blah. so disgusting, gross. People are pissed beyond. Now you've got, you know, there's more videos. He's taunting them again. Catch me if you can kind of thing. There's like a dedicated Facebook group about trying to find this guy. It's got like 15,000 people globally trying to find this guy. And in this third video, he is no longer wearing a hoodie. He's no longer trying to hide his face with the exception of wearing sunglasses. Uh But it seems apparent. Even in this in the sunglasses that he's wearing, you can kind of see who he is. And as we know now, moving into you know this this uh, he um, he wanted people to know what he looked yep. like. You know, I mean we and what there that's the the part that I think is really weird about this. I don't want to blow it for anybody because I'm going to tell you guys to watch the documentary. So let's move on. <laughs> Next video, same dude feeding a cat to an albino python oh. and this is the largest albino python i've ever seen wait, I, wait wait did you see it did you watch it yeah you can see it you can see it in the video okay i uh, i hate snakes oh i know you do so i um i probably covered my eyes or turned away for that one yeah i definitely did not want to see that happen it was awful and by the way my boyfriend has a boa constrictor he sure does it's about five or six feet long not gonna get any bigger fortunately he has to feed his snake mice and that is hard enough for him and me too Uh and i've dealt with other snakes in the world and you know when you have a big snake you have to feed them very you know maybe bigger animals yeah definitely so back in the day my sister was a snake charmer at circus world in florida (laughs) she had an eight foot boa constrictor (sighs) and she would have to feed it and i helped um uh, bunnies yeah really sad awful so you know uh, don't compare me to this guy but you know this was apparent that he was enjoying this. He was enjoying this kind of behavior. The part that I thought was really weird about this video that it doesn't seem like a lot of people care about is that in this video, there are two sets of hands. There are four hands in this video. Uh-huh. So he was not at the very least this last video with the Python thingy 
and the cat, he wasn't alone. He no. did not act alone. Whether he acted alone in the other videos, maybe, maybe not. I think it's questionable that he, I think he had help in some of them because when you look at the video and you look at the, the way it was shot, some of it was on a tripod. A lot of it was moving and um, some of it was impossible for him to have done while she, you know, he, he, he couldn't have shot all of it. You he was in, so. on, on, in frame. Some he of was it. in frame. Yes. So I know you're super excited about this. I'm, it's disgusting. I'm not excited. It, it's awful. I'm it's excited awful. to tell the story so people can watch it. Yes. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's to be clear. Uh, there's actually stuff I want to talk about that happened in between, but I want to ask you, do you want to finish going through all the things that he did, or do you want to sprinkle through this other the Facebook group and really the stars of the documentary and the things that they did. Now I do. Okay. So the last crime, because I think it's the interesting twist in a sad, horrific way. Awful. Um, we'll save the last crime for, for later. For later. Okay, great. So now we can talk about the, so we've got him killing multiple cats. We've got him doing things that are undescribable and disgusting to people. People are pissed. People are searching for him, you know, it, it appears, in, and this is what they said in the video, is that they got a random message or a call from someone saying, I know who your guy is. Something like that. But before we even do that, I was not convinced until the end of this that this was real. I thought, first I thought it was a mockumentary. Then Wait, I, even when you saw the first video of the kittens? Yes, because I didn't think that. And then I thought, okay, it's a documentary, but it's a documentary about this guy, he's just messing with these other people because he knows they're following him. But I, the cats really died. Yeah, no, I understand that. But we don't see that. Well, um, we don't see that in the documentary, but... That's what... No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm watching it. It's... So you think it was carefully, you no, thought no. at the moment it was carefully constructed so they blurred out or they didn't show the things that were the most severe, so you thought they were screwing with you. Exactly. Wow, interesting. And then once I realized, okay, they're not screwing with me, the audience, but now I think this guy is screwing with the people that he knows that are looking for him. Oh, 100%. So I, which he was doing, but screwing with them, but, but actually not doing the things that they thought he was doing. And I'll, I'll agreed. So agreed. But here's where I a lot of credit to this Facebook. Let's be real. It's a Facebook mob. Right. I mean, let's let's it's really what it is. It was a lynch mob. It was a total lynch mob. And credit to them, because if it wasn't for them, this guy probably wouldn't have been caught, at least would not have been caught for the cat stuff, what we'll get to later, he may or may not have been. But well, tidbit though, and something that they say at the end of the documentary that I think was relevant and we should come back to about how much the Facebook group actually hindered yes. or helped. Yes. Because there was some theory and fear from the Facebook folks who talked about this case that this they might have compelled him to escalate because he they, he wanted more attention. He had them, and now he's going to continue. Exactly. And they were worried about that, and that's a real thing. It's a very real thing. So when after this, so the essentially the Facebook group is led by two people, uh, a woman who goes online by the alias Body Moving because it's a Beastie Boy song, and I love her. And she had her little Joan Jett picture of her, you know, in the corner. I mean, I she's that, pretty awesome. I like her. I, I like her too. And then there's another guy by the name of John Green. I love him. Yes. So, but 
again, they did great work to track down this guy, but they did some very questionable things leading to it. Some of these actions may have caused irreparable harm. That's actually, that's exactly where I'm going right now. They, you know, they were analyzing the footage. They were looking at where is this door handle made and where are these outlets? And is this outlet from North America? Is it from Europe? Is it from somewhere else? And then this guy pops up on Facebook and essentially is claims to be the guy who kills the cats. Well, go back a little. Okay. The reason that he claimed to do it, he was answering a question that they asked him directly. Was. And the reason they thought that he was the cat killer was because he posted a video of somebody burning a cat alive. That's what I mean. So, so he like kind he, of deserved not in the same format as the other. Right. Maybe not him at all. Right. So they found this guy, thought, OK, he's our guy. Asked him directly, are you responsible for this? He said yes. And what was this gentleman's name, Brittany? It is so good. Do you want me to tell you what his name I was? Think you want, I think I want you to say it. All right. His first name was Jamsy. Uh-huh. Middle name, Cramsalot. And, Last what, name. and what is he Cramsalot in? In his ass. Jamsy Cramsalot in his ass. That is his Facebook <laughs> Whatever. Title. Whatever. By the way. I love it. I think I mentioned to you, I was trying to set up a Facebook page for Scarlet True Crime Podcast, Scarlet TCP. Yeah. And I, they wanted my passport. Oh, my God. Do you think they asked Jamsy Crims a lot in his ass for his passport? I don't know I, how that happens. Oh, I hope so. Oh, man. What the? I, 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 first off, this guy, his, what he does is questionable to me, you know, and I appreciate what happens later. And I'm, I want to be sensitive to that because I realize that he may have some issues, <laughs> But that's not surprising considering, you know, his Facebook, you know, well, yeah. page. And why in the world, if you weren't doing this to cats, why would you promote the, the killing of cats by posting a video on your Facebook page of a cat being burned alive right. in a cage? Exactly. And I don't know. This guy clearly had issues that we'll get to very momentarily. But it it became very clear that this was not the guy. Yeah. He, so this, this lynch mob who were insistent that they found the right person. I think that's the, the caveat here. It was clear to some. Yes. But it, and, and I think it may have been clear to everybody. Let's just say it was, but I think that a part of this group didn't care and they no. were going to crucify this guy. And that's what they did. Absolutely. They lynched him. They, I mean, his, they splattered his real name all over the internet. I mean, they went after him. And then they realized this might not be the real guy because after learning more about him, they realized all of his contacts, all of his posts were from the African country of Namibia, which could not have been where any of these other crimes took place. Right. And the video that he posted was inconsistent with the other videos. And he didn't look like the guy in the video. No, not at all. And, and it was, we, I mean, there were a lot of things that you could see clearly about the person in the video who had posted, you know, the, the, the cat's video that these people were looking for. And it had nothing really, the only thing that was the same in the video was that a cat was being killed. Everything else was different. Which is still horrible and tragic, but it it, it clearly was not this guy. And no. it's not even clear if he was part of the video that he did post. But this guy, unfortunately, had some major serious psychological issues. Yep, he was depressed. And he put that information out there into the universe on his Facebook page. Um, 
And Brittany, what happened to this gentleman after these people proceeded to lynch him? He committed suicide. Yeah. Uh, and we're not saying that he did that because of this, but it was it was pretty harsh. It certainly couldn't have helped the case. And this is where I really started to lose faith in this group because to me, it was that they were willing to go after and ruin the life of whoever, regardless of the facts. And that really disturbed me. Yeah, and, and what's the point of that? Because then you're diverting attention away from finding the real, you know, real perpetrator, honestly. I, um, I, it's amazing how little it takes to get people excited and so hyper-focused on something that they lose good sense. And that's, that's I think, what happened here. The good news, <laughs> fortunately, about this, um, even though it couldn't help the Jamsy crams a lot in his ass guy because he committed suicide, mm -hmm. but what did happen here was that it also became evident to the people in the group, the cat group, who were serious about finding the real perpetrator, they split off and they created a private group and they continued to focus on that, um, that endeavor. And they sort of put aside this mob, um, you know, and they, they, they separated themselves because they themselves could see that it was really wrong. Yeah, it was a terrible, tragic thing that was happening. And it was true mob mentality, regardless of whether it was right or wrong. Yeah. So moving through that, right, wow. we now get to a point where it may be apparent or may be um, information was given to the private group that led them. And, and that's what's really, you know, what's really weird about this is that they there wasn't a lot of information about how they got the person's name who then eventually will find is the real perpetrator. Right. But it was like a, a secret lead or it, it was. was a private lead uh -huh. or somebody smattered in information or provided information to the secret group or the private group that the real name of the person who had committed the cat crimes in the videos that they were looking for was named Luca Roca Magnata. And he was born in 1982 in Toronto. I, I'm, I'm still curious about who would have given them that information. Do you think Luca did? And what they did when they figured out, you know, they, and they're like, oh, my God, we have a name. And they did a Google search on this guy. The amount of information that came up, he had 50 Facebook pages. It was overwhelming. He was the, I mean, Hire him for promotion because oh, hell yeah. this man mm -hmm. had enough. He had. He, he like, was like, he was like Kardashian level. Absolutely. Oh, good. That was perfect equivalent. Yeah. I mean, he was arrogant. He had all these videos of him wanting to be a model. He in the conversations when he's on the audition tapes. I mean, he just want to pop the shit so, out yeah, of him. So the guy is. Like, oh, my oh, God. Uh, yes. So he's. He's easy to hate. Oh, he's super easy to hate. But he is a wannabe actor model and I tell you what you look at this guy and he is everything in the bad stereotypes of those types of people those struggling people that will do anything to get famous yeah exactly and um you know he led this group on a goose chase and they followed suit like nothing you've ever seen and thank goodness they did because they were able to sort of track him at least but at the same time he has an audience oh. and he knows it and he's taking advantage of it now i want to back up a little bit about luca so let's talk a tiny little bit about this guy so luca was born eric kirk newman his mother's name is anna york and she was in the documentary 
she said that he was uh, bullied. Yep. It sounded like he knew pretty early on that he was at the very least bisexual and he was bullied shy. He spent a lot of time at home watching movies. Um, he loved movies. That was his thing. Um, you know, and she really felt strongly that he didn't commit these crimes or if he did, that he was, um, being forced to do it by someone else. Because so. there were hands in that one video and a mother's undying love. She will never admit that it was her son that was doing this. Yes. Now let's, let's back it up with Luca a little bit because we know he's a, a I mean, I guess in, in the world, he's an okay looking guy, you know, if he wasn't a completely insane, blah, blah. But he, um, three years before the cat videos, he had called the newspaper in Toronto or Montreal, not really remembering, but one of them in Canada. And he had told them that he wanted to talk to somebody because he felt like his life had been ruined because he had been connected to Carla Mulca. Right. Um, and it had ruined his life. And this was before cat videos. This is where everything, this is when he was just trying to be a model. So he goes and just randomly, he's created this own persona for himself. He's obviously he's changed his name because he's trying to reinvent himself. Then he goes to the press and says, Says, I'm being ridiculed because people are saying I'm dating Carlo Homolka. The only person who anybody who I mean, I think that he's the one who put it out there oh, that he I'm was sure dating. That he was. No one knew who this guy was as much as he was trying. Exactly. Creepy, creepy. Because yes. he walks into so the the newspaper guy's like, oh well, there's no way in hell I'm gonna meet you alone. You know, just <laughs> seems like, you know, a bad choice. He comes into the newspaper station and he looks exactly like Paul Bernardo, which was married to Carla Homolka. So he I mean, it oh. was weird so if everybody remembering paul bernardo and um so so carla homolka killed paul bernardo no right no carla homolka and paul bernardo were married oh right yes yes the ken and barbie murders and the three girls that they killed one of them was carla homolka's daughter or uh, sister okay and uh the thing about it was that Carla Homolka testified against Paul Bernardo, and then they found after they there were videotapes that were released later that she had orchestrated a lot of this and was actually um, the instigator. So, and she's free. Is she really? Yeah, she had immunity because she testified oh, yeah. against him. So, she, so that's she, how she could be connected with Lo- Luca because they were and they were yeah. dating. God only knows where she is, but Jesus. And she's referred to in the documentary, and I'm sure this is probably true. The most hated woman in Canada. Agreed. I would agree with that, or one of them. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we've given you some information on Luca. He, you know, he's a wannabe actor, a wannabe lots of things. He's probably got some anger issues because of the way that he was bullied when he was young. Apparently, his father, from what his mother described. Uh, was a proud Nazi and an abusive husband and a spouse. So, again, you know, you're probably seeing a lot of abuse and ridicule with his son mm-hmm. who, you know, seemed pretty clear at a young age. You know, he, he had some, you know, sexuality, you yeah. know, challenges or uh-huh. questions, right? Sure. Wasn't sure. Um, and so that didn't work for him, you know, certainly in his favor. His mom got remarried and it sounded like the same thing happened. Um, he... What's crazy, what I thought was crazy, so now we're talking about Luca, and it's like, okay, you've got this Luca guy who's like just your one-off guy who could be creating this just for attention, or is it something much deeper and much much more well-orchestrated 
because he's got all these clues and he he was a big you know he loved movies and then when you saw the videos that he watched when he was young all the movies and all these you know sort of clues that he was leaving all of them were in the movies that were listed that you know he was we watched basic instinct uh-huh. casablanca you know catch me if you can you know that was his like you know movie pile yes so in particular, he loved Basic Instinct. And what I thought was really crazy was that his mom pulls out. She's like, OK, I have some things of Lucas I want to show you. He she pulls out some crazy leather boots, little, little shoe moccasins that he had specially made that were like pink fur line. They're pretty intense and then she pulls out this keychain that he had and on the keychain like you know the little dongle thing you know you can have whatever your name or whatever it was a miniature movie poster a basic instinct that she had had since he was young that he was that was his keychain so he had obviously been thinking about this for quite a while it's such a weird movie well one a kid should never be watching that movie but it's such a weird so a weird movie to have as your favorite. Like only someone with his type of men- type of mentality will be looking at Basic Instinct as their favorite movie. Well, I agree. And if I'm not mistaken, Basic Instinct is uh, was written by Paul or uh, uh, Esther House, jo- uh, oh. Joel Esther House, Joel Esther House. I think you're right. Who has I have my own issues with because his, his movies are typically misogynistic, right? Um, but when you think about it and now you think about knowing what Luca liked and he was into that, you know, that movie, I even thought he tried to look like the lead character, Catherine Trammell, yeah, which is what you find later did. is that, you know, he's got aliases and one of them is Kirk Trammell. And, you know, he's really like trying to drive that home. So let's talk a little bit about what happens next. The escalation to the point where now this is a crime that people are, you know, really freaked out about because he's, He's he's suggested multiple times that he's going to escalate and he's actually going to kill humans. So he sends an email to uh, I think it was Miss Body Moving, and uh, he's which is so crazy because it was her face on the Facebook page and her real name or not Body Newman, but she had like her information. Yeah, I mean, the, and she's and he had also sent a video where he had shot himself walking through her casino. Because she was like a yeah. casino data analyst. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, holy so shit, man. He, like, he, he can was, get to you. He, yeah, so he was he was totally manipulating her. And that was the craziest thing. She's based in Vegas. And so in addition to just, like, kind of poking the bear on Facebook, first he sent her a video of the casino where she works at. And that, of course, that really scared her. That freaked her out, as it would. And she had to tell her her boss. She had to tell her boss. totally is embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's, yeah, that would be be terrible. So then he uh, sent her an email uh, from, oh, God, what what was the email account? She referred to the Smith, because it's uh, Smith's song. Oh, well, he used a couple of aliases. So one of the aliases was one of the murder victims of the Moore's murder. Yes, the Moore's and murder, that's, that's it. And that's the song, the Smith song. Yes. Yeah, so it was it was based on the Moore's murder. He used that uh, email, uh, uh, essentially the name he used in the email was the victim from the Moore's murder, sent an email to her and threatened, essentially, you are driving me to escalate and the next one is going to be a person. Yep. Multiple people. He said he it'll be with humans. So he's suggesting humans. now he's going to kill more than one person. Um, so he continues on. Now, you know, they're tracking this guy. They're trying to figure out where he is. They're looking through pictures, so on and so on. Next, we uh, 
you know, as we expect of a person of this nature who's threatening to escalate, he does. And he has a guy come over to his apartment building. And there is so much video of Luca and this. I mean, I mean, she like hide it at all. security camera video video. Yes. He, he wants to be on camera. He proceeds to have a person come over. Um, he finds a person on Craigslist. He'll come over and meet with him. This guy comes over, uh, this gentleman, and his name is Lin Jun. He's 33 years old. He's a computer engineering student from China. And Luca proceeds to have him come over. They go up to the room, he, uh, his room or his apartment. He ties um, Lin up. He blindfolds him, and then he stabs him to death with 22 stabs with a screwdriver that was painted to look like an ice pick. And it's referenced in the video or uh, in the documentary by who would become the lead detective, and I hope this is true. Uh, the victim was had drugs in his system that were also found in a bottle of wine that Lucas served him. So the hope is that he was unconscious, of course, when this happened. I didn't notice a few. I didn't notice if I, I couldn't see if he was struggling or not. The, in, I mean, the very he got stabbed. I mean, yeah, that's in the very severe. in the very quick glimpses, it didn't look like there was any sort of a struggle. Yeah. Really sad. It's very sad. So then, Brittany, what did he proceed to do after he stabbed this gentleman? So he uh, he dismembered him and on camera on camera, uh, and he. On security camera, he was caught or, or seen, I should say, wearing this other guy's shirt and carrying was it suitcases or trash bags. Oh, so a couple things. OK, <clears throat> the first time you see Luca leave the apartment building after because you see him and Luca and Lynn going into the building together yeah. You see him going up and going, it must be going up to the apartment. Then you see Luca come back down after a while wearing Lynn's t-shirt that he, you could see him wearing when he went right. in and he has something in his hand. And this is the part where I, again, you know, I think there's more to this story because I do think that there was something going on. It appears. And Luca told his mom, and I think this, some of this may be accurate that he was walking out of the building with a videotape. And he said that he went and handed that tape off to Manny Lopez. I'm using air quotes. And that's who he said was forcing him right. to do commit these crimes. And he was using essentially he was forcing him to make sm um, sm snuff films. And so you could see him walking out with a what looked like a videotape and then coming back without it in his hands. You, you definitely you can, can see, see that. that. So who knows where that went or why that went. And went somewhere, but he comes back in and then he does go up and he proceeds to dismember him and come down every 30, 20, 30 minutes with a little bag and throw it in the garbage yeah, can. Yeah. So he ended up putting the torso into a piece of luggage and putting it behind the apartment building. Yes, that's right. And then he, the other pieces, um, he obviously saved some pieces. He put them in boxes and sent them to the Canadian government. Yes. Yeah, so first he sent it, uh, a foot, I think it was, to the uh, conservative Canadian party, uh, Con Canadian conservative party headquarters. Then a few days later, uh, another appendage uh, was sent to the liberal Canadian Liberal Party headquarters. And then I think he sent something to the news. Yeah. 
I think either the news or it was some media group. Right. It was either the newspaper or the news. I think, yeah, I think it was like the local news or Maybe something both. like that. There's Maybe, plenty of probably. pieces to go around. Yeah. So. But uh, that's pretty much it. So all of this escalation leads to this event. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And now, um, you know, there's proof because they've found the torso in the luggage. They've gotten they've received the body parts and the chase is on. So here's where I think that the Facebook group really helped. And it was that private Facebook group, not that big group, the lynch mob group. Right. But, you know. They had information about this guy. They took it upon themselves to look at all the video and all the the footage, other videos and other footage and or other photos he had put up of himself. I mean, they and became like forensic investigators. They did they in really a way far beyond what the police were able to do. Yeah, you know, and they really studied it and they gave a lot of really important information that helped them find uh-huh. him. You know, they searched some stairs that he was standing on to figure out where it was and where it was his apartment building. Yeah. They were really good at it. I think that the couple of them really were successful at this. So some of the things that they did that were really successful, albeit kind of creepy and it would be very inappropriate if this didn't lead to finding a murderer. They saw a picture of him online and noticed that there was a petrol station across the street. Then essentially found that station identified the address of the building that he was standing on a balcony of, called the police, and the police went to that building, found out that a person by the name of Luca Bagnata used to live there. Yep. And, but no longer was there. Then they tracked him to Montreal. Yep. To uh, a university in Montreal, and by using Google Maps street views... Uh, found the exact staircase where he'd been at a university in Montreal. Yeah. So they were really, and I mean, it was, it was a ridiculous amount of time that they took into doing this. These people were dedicated. They were horribly offended and knew that this guy was out there and he needed to be caught. He was not a good person. And they, They became the police. They became the investigators. Yep. So that's where it gets sort of interesting because I think the conversation, when you think about this and you kind of go, okay. And I think self-admittedly, you know, that Facebook group was really concerned. They're like, is he killing people because he wants to entertain us? And are we hurting this because we're giving him an audience? Yes. Or are we actually helping? They appear to be unsure of that answer. And I don't really blame them. But I have to say to them, Thank God that they were willing to help and they put as much time in as they did, you know, helping the police understand this because the fear that this guy would never be caught or and then act out again, I think. To me, that's more important is to stop this person. Yes. You know, at some point, I don't care about him having an audience. We just have to stop him. And he was. You know, it appeared to me in so many ways. He thought he was smarter than most. He wanted, but he did want to get caught. I felt like he really wanted the um, the notoriety. And I felt like that that was proven to me when they catch him in Paris. They Or, sorry, no, in Germany. Germany. They catch him in Germany. He goes to Paris. They, they're chasing him around. He yeah. can't find so, him. Yeah. They go to, he goes to Germany. They catch him there because, you know, they had found an ATM. He had used an ATM, which I thought was weird because I he had put a, he had actually created a blog like in 2009, many years before the, the, the crime, that, um, how to de- how to fully disappear and, and, you know, how to disappear completely. So before we get into how he was captured, he, he traveled first to London because he 
needed to get away because he felt like he was always a target and the public enemy because he was being accused of these videos, right. which he was adamant that he didn't do. And he was actually tracked down at a hotel where he was staying in London by a news reporter who was trying to get him to confess to it, but didn't. Then, and they met outside, and the news reporter had, like, a hidden, like, mic. Microphone, yeah. He was like, There was know, no cameras, but there was a microphone. Dodged a bullet there, dude, because yeah. this guy kills people. Yeah, for real. And then he kind of disappeared again. And so now this Facebook group found... This is kind of eerie, because we are at my place right now, and the Facebook group noticed that he had a poster of Casablanca in his room. Right. I have a poster of Casablanca in my living room. What well, doesn't make you a killer, Brittany? It surely does not. <laughs> and but that Breaking Bad <laughs> RV picture up there does. Sorry. I I digress. Make, that just makes me a method. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Great. Um, I don't do drugs. So the then the mob is like, well, let's look at Casablanca. There are a couple key scenes that reference Paris. And he also, we know, is a big fan of Catch Me If You Can. And Catch Me If You Can is all about leaving breadcrumbs to the detectives trying to find the uh, the criminal, but them never catching. And so he's leaving breadcrumbs as they're chasing after him, but never quite getting there. He's, yes. he's, he's being really successful in imitating art. That he's he's trying to and he's succeeding. Yep. So he goes to Paris. He's in Paris. They they track down that he was there and they are so close. They like catch him on camera. Uh, they know that he was right there, but they don't get him. Yeah, I mean, it's not too hard to... And he set it up. He, like, checked into a hotel and then walked out the back door. Exactly. He, he knew. He totally yeah. knew. Uh-huh. So let's jump to Germany. Yep, and now we go to Germany. He... Uh, apparently, the Canadian government let the somebody know in Germany that... Oh, no. Actually, sorry. You're right. It, it The way he was caught in Germany was that he was in an internet cafe. Right. And the guy recognized him and then caused the German police, which, tr tr man, friggin' waltzed in there like nobody's business. <laughs> I wish that they, our police responded as quickly yeah. as the Germans do. They were serious. Uh -huh. And they waltzed him out. So now he's in Germany. He needs to go back to, he needs to be extradited to Canada. No, nobody's going to, nobody wants him on their planes. Uh, they don't want, you know, civilian planes and civilian airlines do not want this guy on there. So Canada has to send their Air Force plane to pick this guy up. I will never forget the moment where this guy is walked out of that plane and down the stairs. I swear to God, he had a smirk on his face. Uh -huh, he did. Yeah. I just wanted to smack him in the face. I was like, oh, my God, do you want every minute of this? This is you, dude. Well, remember, he's a failed model actor. This <gasps> is everything he ever wanted. He wanted the fame and the notoriety. He had the good looks. So he thought, uh, and right. he, and, and even in one of his modeling auditions, interviews, essentially someone says to him, you're not built enough. You're not big enough. There's not enough muscle. And he said, I can add muscle. Anyone can. Anything I ever set my mind to, I surpass it. So he had in his head, he was everything. He had a huge head and he just needed the cameras to find him. And now he had a total captive audience with all the cameras in the world. Yep. So 
there were a few moments, even the Canadian, you know, police, as they talked about it, once they get him into the interview rooms, they have a really hard time understanding how this is the person who committed the crimes. They yeah. really question themselves. And, he, you know, because he's he's frail, he's meek, he's kind of little. I mean, he's He's thin. a pretty small he's guy. Thin. He's yeah. not super big. No. Um, he's sitting there. He's shaking. He won't look at them. He's, you know, he won't answer questions. I don't want to talk. You know, he lays his head on the table. I'm exhausted. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay. And you start to think question whether you're right about him and that we knowing what we know it's near impossible to question that but it still threw everybody off um but then after you know you see him in the interview and he asks for a cigarette and he takes it and then he you know sits there and crosses his legs and then they talk more about the basic instinct i was just gonna say that's so basic instinct of him even his eyebrows he's got dark eyebrows and so did Catherine tramell i'm like oh my god he wants to be Catherine tramell yeah he wants to be that famous character I mean, it was really, really, really crazy. Mm-hmm, like, what mm-hmm. a, I mean, I am surprised he didn't get more acting jobs because I thought he was a pretty good actor. For him to be able to portray this character or multiple characters, I mean, I really thought he had multiple personality disorder. Well, I was just going to say, I don't think he was portraying multiple characters. I think he was multiple characters. I think he had a multiple personality disorder, uh, dissociative identity disorder. And he was diagnosed with a lot of, he was diagnosed with borderline personality, antisocial personality. Uh, and also paranoid schizophrenia. I wondered about the schizophrenia yeah. aspect of, of it. I would say more multiple personality than the schizophrenia, though. I think a lot of people who used to be classified as schizophrenic were actually uh, now would be classified as personality or, or multiple personality. Mul- yeah. yeah, borderline personality is a little different. Um, but that schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder line is is less more blurry than it used to be, in my opinion. Also, game changer. He was diagnosed as a narcissist. Well, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) That we know. All right, folks. So um, we blew it for you. We will leave you with one tiny bit of information in the end of the video that I thought was really cool that they did. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. So it's worth a watch. (laughs) Even though you totally we, we I mean, I know this is supposed to be a companion episode, but I'm pretty sure we blew it for somebody who hasn't seen it yet. But if you've seen it like another one of our companion. Sorry, folks. But, you know, we watch it first. Yeah, we had, um, you know, we had the need to share our thoughts on this because it was just so weird and compelling and crazy and what a fucking waste of time. This is the part that pissed me off about this guy. <laughs> so many people were involved in this. He kills people. He kills animals. We're all there. Facebook people are all over him. All the people that are involved. He, the Canadian Air Force had to waste yeah. the plane ride with this idiot. All this for nothing. For nothing no. except his own, like, narcissistic Just behavior. His, yep. his ego. His, yes. By the way, now he's in jail and apparently he's married and very happy. Is he really married? Yeah. Apparently he got married to another inmate in jail and uh, he's very happy. I didn't realize so, he was married. Congratulations, sir. You've succeeded in being, I guess, exactly where you always wanted to be. Yeah. All right, fans. Well, thanks for listening to that. Us ramble on about that. We felt strongly about it. I feel better. I got it off my chest. <laughs> You've been dying to talk about this. It's been killing you. Oh, my God. And it's so gross because I am embarrassed to, rem- to suggest this video, the documentary to people, because I feel bad. I'm like, you're going to see people yeah. killing animals. And they're like, why the hell are you trying to get me to watch it? And I'm like, well, if you like true crime, you right. probably should watch it. Right. But, um, you know, don't let that, you know, dissuade you. They don't show a lot of the videos. You'll still get the point, but um, you'll walk away 
likely as frustrated as we were when we saw it. Uh, well, it, like we've said before, if you have suggestions for companion episodes you want us to take a look at and talk about, we would love to hear it. But we're going to uh, wrap this one up. Thanks to all of our listeners, all of our supporters, everyone who's helped us launch this show. Uh, hit us up on social media. And, um, well, thanks, Carlettos. All right, folks. See you next time. And remember, rule zero. Don't fuck with cats. <laughs>